what I'm doing again. Watching one movie and podcasting about it. Every day in March, it's back to the future too. So listen each day, or at least try, as I bring you year two of Margie McFly. It's Margie McFly. To the very last day of Marchie McFly 2. It's March 31st, 2022. And that means today I watched Back to the Future Part 2 for the 31st time in a row. And I'm here to talk about Back to the Future 2 for the 31st day in a row. And you know the drill. By now, um, you know what's coming. There are no notes in front of me. There are, um, I I turned off all distractions. It's me and my handheld microphone. There will be no edits. The only time there'll be an edit is if if I'm going to cough, if I need a drink, or... In the very likely event that my dog gets up and goes to the door. Other than that, this is going to be one long stream of consciousness. I believe I said the word right. Look at that. I didn't even pause for the cough. I just turned away. Because I'm ready to do this. As with all my month-long film-watching adventures uh, with Joggist and with... The original Marching McFly. I'm here to talk to you. I'm holding a handheld microphone, so there might be a different feedback because I wanted to sit back in my chair and just just go. Um, go where? Well, you know. This is the last day of Marching McFly. And here, right now, I present to you Without any fanfare, notice there was no introduction, no, no little clips at the beginning. 
just down to the nitty-gritty. Just like the original day, day one, started with no clips, here we are, day 31. No clips, no um, notes, just me ready. I've dilly-dallied enough. And dilly-dally, believe me, that's, I'm sorry for the language, but I've um, procrastinated enough. I don't know how this is going to go. You know, I watched the movie today. I started it early. I finished it late. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, am I going to remember the structure of this? So I can't promise you this is going to be accurate. And um, I'm sure there will be mistakes made. But without any further ado, I present to you the story of Back to the Future, Part 2. Our film opens, it's blackness, and it says Saturday, October 26th, Hill Valley, California, I think. I've watched it 31 times, you'd think I'd know. The blackness fades away as a garage door is opened, and we see Marty McFly, much like we did at the end of part one. He sees his Toyota 4x4, the, the truck, the very truck he wanted, he dreamed about. Now he has it. For Through no skill of his own, he got the truck. Just, it was there. And he's all excited. His life is good now. Much better than it was a few days earlier. Well, for him, it was a week. Um, and then he hears a voice. How about a ride, mister? He turns around and says, who the hell are you? And uh, it's Jennifer. She looks a little different because it's a different actress. Claudia Wells is Wells. She's gone. Get it? She uh, couldn't return for the second film, so they brought in Elizabeth Shue, a well-known actress who was severely underused in these films. She's like, Jennifer, oh, aren't you a sight for sore eyes? She's like, Marty, you're acting like you haven't seen me in a week. It's like, I haven't. And she's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Is everything okay? Yeah, everything's great. And he turns around. He looks and he sees Crispin Glover. He's like, what are you doing here? He sees Crispin Glover. He sees his mom and dad. And they're all like happy. They're like, this is the world we live in. Everything's happy. And Marty turns back to her and goes, yeah, everything's great. And he goes to give her a big smooch. And at that moment, there's a loud bang. And they turn to see a DeLorean. A DeLorean we all know very well. And... Doc comes out and says, Marty, you've got to come back with me. We all know this. Do I have to go through every, I don't have to read the whole film, do I? But I'm doing it. I'm doing what I, like at some points I might go into very detail. Other points I might be like, okay, and then that happened. So Doc shows up. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. I don't get it. What, what happens in the future? What do we become, assholes? He's like, no, 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 you're fine. He lied. You, it's your kids. Something's got to be done about your kids. And we show him that he now, he doesn't use plutonium anymore. He uses garbage to fill a Mr. Fusion, which I made a point earlier this month. Mr. Fusion must have been a custom custom job, but there were signs for Mr. Fusion get it installed. So it must just be another way to power your car, which doesn't make sense because there's still a Texaco station. I don't know. I don't know. There, there must be other options like electric cars today. So he's like, you got to come back, you know, um, uh, quick, get in. No, no, no. I just got Jennifer going to take the new truck for a spin. And Jennifer should have said, new truck, you've had it for months. But I don't think, I think it was new. Um, he said, no, bring her along, this concerns you too. Oh, that's when he says, something's got to be done about your kids. He gets in the car, ro uh, you know, we don't have enough road to go up to 88. Roads, 
we don't need roads where we're going, buddy. Something like that. At this point, we see something different. We see Biff come out. He's like, Marty, Marty, I want to show you my new matchbooks, which is the saddest statement a man could ever say to someone. Uh, I got these new matchbooks printed up. And he's like, huh, what the hell? A flying DeLorean? And they take off. And Biff's like, what the hell's going on around here? And then we get credits. Now, I said this before in the first film, the credits are all uh, really nice um, kind of um, pan through Doc Brown's uh, lab, I don't know, his garage. You see all the, you see different things about Brown Mansion burned, all these clocks, the plutonium. You hear about the plutonium. In this, they just have them fly through clouds because why not? Uh, And it shows all the credits. We get Michael J. Fox, uh, Back to the Future Part 2, Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd. Then we get um, Leah Thompson and um, Thomas F. Wilson. Uh, They're on the next level. Or is it Michael J. Fox, then Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson? No, it has to be Michael J. Fox. I've watched it 31 times. But I do notice then they get... um, They have... Jeffrey Weissman does get listed along with the, the uh, principal, Strickland, George McFly Strickland, and then Biff's three cronies. And I think that's it. That's it for the credits. Then, you know, blah, blah, blah. We get the credits. They come out of the credits. Whoa, where are you? Where, where, what are we doing? We're, I thought we were flying. Oh, taxi cab. You know, that stuff. He goes, where are we? He said, um, we're in the... F- I, precisely, taxi cab. Okay. So what, I thought we were flying. He goes, precisely. What are we? Where are we? When are we? We are um, Hill Valley, October 21st, 2015. 2015? You mean we're in the future? And Jennifer's like, what do you mean in the future? Uh, She's like, Jennifer, I don't know how to tell you this, but you're in a time machine. And she's like, what? A time machine? I want to learn about girl things. I want to see my house and my marriage. And she starts asking Doc too many questions. Doc's like, enough of this girl. Boing! Uses the sleep-inducing alpha rhythm generator to knock her out. And Marty's like, what the hell, Doc? He slaps his hand away. He's like, don't worry, don't worry. She's just asking too many things. Nobody should know this much about his future, their future. But you do. And I already told her so much. He goes, this way she'll think it's all a dream and we can completely lie to her for the rest of your life. He's like, what'd you bring her for? He should have said, well, Bob Gale wrote a bad script ending and, and kind of he couldn't come up with a better solution. Instead, he's like, she saw the time machine. I couldn't leave her with that information. Uh, well, Biff's are too, buddy. You did it right in the middle of the friggin' road on a Saturday morning. Uh, and he's like, well, you're the doc, doc, which Marty uses twice, both concerning Jennifer and both a little alarming. This is our exit. So they get off at Hill Valley. And um, again, I don't know why they they didn't need roads. They could have just driven there. Um, so they get to downtown Hill Valley. They land in the alley. And he's like, it's pouring rain. He goes, wait five more seconds. Ah, he goes, too bad the post office isn't as accurate as the weather service or something like that. And he goes, come on, we got to, um, he goes, put these on. We've got a mission to accomplish. He runs off and um, he starts filming young Marty Jr. Now, I, I, I'm sure I'm getting this wrong. I'm sure of it. Uh, and he's like, come on, put this on. You got to put the, oh, he, he's like, um, Power and laces. Uh, oh, hold on. The future, he says. He goes, what, have I become like a rich rock star? He's like, Marty, no one should know anything about the future. He goes, I am rich though, right? 
He's like, just put on the jack and the shoes. I've got a mission to accomplish. That's when he runs and starts looking at Marty Jr. Right, precisely on schedule. Comes back and he's like, um, Marty put on the shoes. Marty put on the power shoes, the jacket, resizes it. He goes, put on the hat. You're the spitting image of your son. He's like, what, 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 what are we doing here? Help me get Jennifer out of the car. Why? I don't know. Let's stick her in this alley. Why? I don't know. And he's like, um, what, what, I thought you said this had something to do with my son. He goes, look what happened to you. Or look, I thought you had said this had something to do with my kids. He goes, look what happened to your son. He looks just like me. And you see the USA Today. And he goes, um, within two hours, uh, Marty McFly Jr. was was arrested, sentenced, and, and you know convicted and sentenced. Within two hours, the justice system moves much smoother once now that they have abolished all lawyers, the way Doc says it. And he's like, this is heavy. He goes, well, wait up. Your sister tries to break her out, and she gets sent for 20 years. I mean, your daughter gets sent for 20 years. You're, my daughter? I have a daughter? Um, wait, this is tomorrow's newspaper. Uh, he goes, I bet, yes. Um, I backtracked everything to this day. I've been stalking your family for months. Uh, this day, this is when it happens. Um, see, I know I'm missing it already. He said it earlier when they were putting Jennifer on the in the alley. He said, listen, you need to go to a cafe. It's one of these nostalgia places, not done very well. Here, here's a 50. Go buy, go, go get a drink. And a guy named Griff is going to come in. No matter what you do, you must say no to Griff. That's when he says, what, um, what about, I thought this is something to do with my kids. That's when he shows them everything that's going on. Um, he goes, um, I have a daughter, backtracked everything to this, uh, this moment. And he's like, damn, I'm late. I'm sure I'm getting this wrong. And Marty's like, huh? He goes, to intercept the, the younger Marty. Now you go around the corner of Cafe 80s. Guys who give, just say no. But then he says, be careful of his bionic implants. You know, they're a little wonky. So he runs off and goes get goes to get Marty. Um, but the time machine? No, the, he took the time machine with him. Ah. And uh, Mar then Marty goes out into 2015. I thought that's when he said the future, but that might be from the movie trailer. They took the audio, then had him walk out. He's looking around, seeing all these things. He's seeing downtown Hill Valley in the future. We see Jaws 19. We see um, um, Goldie Wilson III talking about hover conversions for 39 dollars uh, And he lies about not needing traffic, which is a blatant, blatant out-and-out lie uh, just to, for, to help to line his pockets. And uh, then he goes and kind of he sees the Cafe 80s. Give, oh, then he sees Texaco um, also, but there's no gas prices. We see the Texaco. Check your oil. Check your landing gear. The Jaws 19. Then he goes over to, starts walking over to the Cafe 80s, sees the um, the uh, antique shop, which we see a nice shot of all these things. Even there was something from 1988. I noticed that today uh, that, you know, there is still thing, there are things that came after he left. So he hasn't seen them yet. They're still, they're the future for him. Um, and... We see Gray Sports Almanac, which again, I'm not sure whether it's an antique. It's only 15 years old at the latest, but okay. Uh, he goes into Cafe Andy's. Beat It is playing. It's very weird because Beat It's playing for a little while, then it stops, then it picks up again. So Beat It's playing. He goes in. Um, we see um, uh, Michael Jackson impersonator, the Michael Jackson, Michael Jack's headroom, I'll call him, um, saying, you know, the La Bamba fajita tortilla, uh, and it's got. 
just like uh, my buddy Jay said the other day, it's got beef in it. Um, and he comes over and then Ronald Reagan comes up. He's like, welcome to the Cafe Hades, where it's always morning in America, even in Saturdays. I forget exactly what he said. And I've heard it 31 times. Welcome to the Cafe Hades, where it's always uh, something. And then the Ayatollah comes in. He's, so he's recommending something. The Ayatollah is recommending the hostage special. Blah, blah, blah. They're fighting. He goes, all they want is a Pepsi. Give him a Pepsi. Sits down to have a drink. Then you hey, McFly. He looks over. He's like, Biff, I'm talking to you, McFly. Uh, you numbskull. Um, and Biff, what are you doing here? He goes, oh, how does it feel to have such a loser for a dad? So he just, for, for no reason, Biff just volunteers all this information. He's like, what are you talking about? George McFly is like, I'm not talking about George McFly, you son of a bitch. I'm talking about Marty McFly Sr., your dad. Remember? You're Marty McFly Jr. Wink, wink. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. The guy who took his life and flushed it down the toilet. I did. I mean, he did. And then Griff shows up, and he's like, um, you see Griff land with his punks. He comes in. He's like, Gramps, um, you he was supposed to wax my car. He's like, I did. You're supposed to add a second coat. I did. When? When you, when in your sleep or something like that. Marty's like, are you two related? I'm like, Jesus Christ, Marty. He's like, hello. This time I wanted Biff to hit him. He's like, hello, hello. What do you think? He calls me Gramps for my, for my health. Uh, and then he goes, come on, Gramps. I do like this. I never mentioned it when he says, say hi to your grandma for me because it's a call back to the first movie. And then Griff looks in and goes, and fly, um, don't go anywhere. I'm not done with you. Don't go anywhere. Then we get the wild gunman scene where, for some reason, Marty we we decide we find out that Marty is a marksman and can and can shoot wonderfully. Those kids aren't impressed because it's like a baby's toy. You have to use your hands. That's when the Marty Junior comes in because Doc used um, the the sleep inducing algorithm generated to roofie uh, Jennifer. There wasn't enough to roofie Marty Junior. So he comes in. Uh, Pepsi, Pepsi, perfect, please, Pepsi. Marty's like, oh shit. He ducks down. Uh, and is hiding while Griff's group come back in. They rough up Marty Jr. Uh, they throw him over the counter because he's like, I don't think I should. I should check with my father first. And they like, say, your father. Throw him over the future. And he's mumbling, all right, Biff, I'll, Griff, I'll do it. I'll do it. And Marty goes, sit down and shut up. Jumps back over the counter, all of a sudden looking cool as a cucumber. Even though his pants aren't really inside out, they just have the pockets out. I forgot to mention that. Um, and... He's like, so what's your answer? Now, there's no music playing. This is when it's dead silent. And he goes, the answer is no, Griff. He's like, what? What are you, deaf and dumb? The answer is no. He's like, what are you, chicken? The kid has a chicken sound effect on his chest for some reason. And Griff and Marty's like, what'd you call me? Chicken. He's like, nobody. This is a new thing, too. Remember the wild gunman? This is also a new thing. Nobody calls me. And then Marty... Pulls, I mean, Griff pulls the Kirk Gibson Jr. bat out from behind him, and he goes, uh, chicken, batter up. He goes for the swing. He hits Ronald Reagan instead. Marty runs outside and goes, little girl, little girl, runs by Biff, who's waxing the car. I need to, hover, to borrow your hoverboard. And then we get the hoverboard chase. They're chasing around. The, the three kids go get their hoverboards. Um, and they're, they're chasing each other. There's a cool shot that makes me think of the trailer every time where the three, um, guys or the two guys and the girl just kind of glide down the street, uh, chasing each other. Um, there's a, there's a Jeep that Marty grabs the back of reminiscent of the first movie. For some reason, there's a surfing thing, um, 
there's like a wide, like what, not like, what are, you know, like the tow line, but maybe because of this hoverboards, trucks have tow lines like that. Biff's like, there's something very familiar about all this. Then Marty ends up over the water, and one guy's like, you, those, um, those boats don't work on water. And the other goes, unless you've got power. Ha <laughs> um, Okay. And Griff's like, oh. He goes over, and he, he's like, when he moves, he's like, because he's got bionic implants. So he, oh, yeah, when, I forgot. Oh, my God, I forgot. They call him Chicken. He goes for the swing, grabs Marty. Marty goes, Biff, when um, he goes for the punch, he tries to do the same trick. This is back in the Cafe 80s. Goes for the punch. Griff catches it. And then he gets taller, zoom, 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 and then beat it starts playing again. Okay, then he runs. He, he goes. Um, I forget what he does. He knocks them over though. Zoom, 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 zoom. He gets taller, and um, he goes for the punch. That's when he goes for the punch, and then he knocks them over. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Um, so back to the hoverboard. The, the he gets the hoverboard on water, and um, that's they they get the pit bull. They go for him. They chase. They you know go straight for Marty McFly. He jumps um, into the water. They crash, uh, smashing through the glass, causing hundreds of dollars in damage. I'm sure there were a few fatalities. And Marty gets the hell out of there. For somehow he comes out from under the mall area, and jacket drying. Your jacket is now dry. His hair was perfectly dry already. Uh, and he's like, little girl, thank you so much for your hoverboard. She's like, keep it, guy. I got a pit bull now. And he's like, cool, okay. Walks over and all of a sudden sees a, oh, th- uh, save the clock tower, save the clock tower, thumb 100 bucks for the clock tower. He's like, I can't right now. And uh, imagine if he did, then Marty Jr. would be like, where'd those $100 come from? Marty Sr., I mean, the older Marty. Um, so he's, it shows a sign that the Cubs won the World Series against Miami. That Cubs won the World Series? Against Miami, and that's when the old guy Terry says, um, "Yeah, I wish I had a. I wish I could go back, play some money on the Cubbies." It's like, what'd you say? And that's when he gets the idea. Goes back to the antique shop, gets the um, the the uh, gray sports almanac, and says, "This is a dust cover." Now the dust cover actually plays a part in the movie later, so they are setting it up. Um, not well done there. That's before they made dust repellent paper. Uh, he cuts outside and says, I can't lose. Doc comes over, lands. He's like, Marty, hey, I'm here. Hey, great. Um, I left Marty, I left Einstein in a in a suspended animation kennel. He didn't know we were gone. And so then um, they, um, he's like, you missed it. He's like, what in the name of Sir Isaac, uh, Sir Isaac Newton happened here? And he's like, oh, man, all hell broke loose. My kid showed up. He's like, oh, great, Scott. I didn't roofie Jennifer. I used too much roofing Jennifer that I couldn't roofie Marty Jr. Uh, he goes, but look, it changed. And Doc's like, whoa, it did change. It wasn't the outcome we were looking for, but no matter less, it's, though it wasn't the, what we planned, but the outcome is still the same. He goes to jail. Now tonight doesn't happen, so your kids are free. He goes, we did it. Let's, let's go. Let's get Einie and go home. I guess Einie got out of the car. And... Um, he grabs the hoverboard and go, goes to grab the hoverboard, knocks over the gray sports almanac. He's like, what's this? He's like, oh. He goes, highly interesting uh, reading. Say, so, you know, I thought I'd bring it back, uh, you know, place a couple bets. What's wrong, you know? Um, he's like, Marty, 
I didn't invent the time machine to, to, to make money. I invented to explore, to, you know, to figure out the, the, all the, to journey through the world, to ask the questions of why. Like, what's wrong with it? He goes, I'm throwing this in the trash. Meanwhile, Biff, um, Marty Jr. popped out of the, out of the Cafe 80s, bumped into Biff. Biff's like, two of them flying DeLorean. I haven't seen that in 30 years. So he's kind of sneaking around, paying listening to them while all this is happening. Uh, he goes, I'm going to go throw this in the trash. He goes, oh, my God, Jennifer. He, like, um, then you see the cops pick up Jennifer. He's like, what are they doing? They, well, they used her thumbprint. They think she's the Jennifer from the past. They're going to bring her home. Back to my, back to your future home. Um, oh, my God. She's going to run into her old Jennifer. He goes, what could happen? He goes, well, uh, they could just see each other, and the shock of it, they could faint. Or it could basically, um, is it create a paradox? And the complete, um, you know, uh, the t- space-time continuum and the entire, you know, galaxy could collapse upon itself. He goes, that's a worst-case scenario. It could just be just to our galaxy. And Marty's like, oh, well, that's a relief. Um, so they, he goes, we're going to have to go back there and get her. Uh, he goes, um, damn, the Skyway's jammed. He goes, and we're leaving this here. I didn't invent the time machine to, 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 to make money. Um uh, I invented it to explore. So they get in the car and they take off. And then uh, Biff was hiding. He's like, so Duck Brown invented a time machine. Then we see them. Um, okay. So Doc Brown invented a time machine. Right. Make sure I'm doing all this right. Okay. Then we cut over to Jennifer. I think I'm saying this right. Jennifer getting dropped off in Hilldale. Just another place. Breeding ground for like um, Tranks, zip, Zippos and... I don't know exactly. I forget what she said, but the cop like said all these um like they don't like Hill the Hilldale. And they're like, Come on, let's get you in. Um Welcome home, Jennifer. Ma'am, you shouldn't enter the the your house with uh, without having lights on. Lights on? I always like that because then the lights turn on. And they're like, What what happened? Oh, you got tranked a little bit. Uh don't worry. Um you know, you're back home now, but you need to uh, be more careful in the future. The future? Have a nice night, McFly, Mrs. McFly. They leave. The cops are gone. And they're like, she's like, huh? She looks and you're you're, you're uh, watching the scenery channel 24 hours a day of wonderful scenery. Um, Mom, mom, is that you? She's like, I got to get out of here. Oh, she gets up and looks at the um, the picture frame. I get married in the chapel of love. Mom, mom, is that you? I got to get out of here. She goes to the door. She all of a sudden hears a knock. She can't figure out what to do because she can't open the door. There's a knock. She runs and hides in a closet. Marlene McFly comes out and is like, Mom, Mom, is that you? Grandma Lorraine, Marlene. Um, well, what happened to Grandpa? He threw out his back again. Where? On the golf course. This is when we see George McFly, Lorraine McFly as old elderly people. They come in. She's like, well, you got to get this this scenery thing fixed. It's like, well, when when um, the 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 repairman called dad a chicken, he kicked him out. I'm like, why did the repairman call dad a chicken? It doesn't matter. She's like, your father loses all control when people call him a chicken. And Jennifer's listening to this in the future. She's like, um, you know, it all happened. One time there was a car accident. Oh, you mean with the Rolls Royce? Yeah. And then you know, a man called someone challenged him to a, a race. He got in an accident. And that caused a downward spiral. He broke his hand. He got sued by the man. Sometimes I think your mother married him because uh, she felt sorry for him, which is a terrible thing to say to a child uh, or, or a teenager or anybody. Um, and while she's paying attention to this, uh, 
Marty Jr. comes in and goes, uh, hey, mom, nice pants. And she's like, mom? She goes and hides in a closet while he turns on all the TV channels. And I think I'm doing this all right at the same time. Then while that's happening, we do get a cutaway of, um, so I may be, you know, getting the scenery wrong, but we cut away to Marty and bit and, and doc in the car and docs. Like, I think for a, for a second, I thought I saw a taxi in my rear display following us. And, um, we see Marty come home, Lord of the manor, King of the castle. He's like, hey, what the hell is going on here? Lithium mode on. I don't know what that means, but he's got two ties on. He's an old man. He looks at his son. Hey, watching a little TV kids. We see Biff arrive with the taxi cab. He thumbs 170 something bucks. He goes, be careful. Oh man, this is a dangerous neighborhood. And, Biff kind of hides while Marty and Doc are there. He's like, you need to stay here. You can't have you running into your future self. He runs off with Einstein for some reason. He brings Einstein with him. The real reason is so the actual reason is so the car could be empty so Biff could steal it. But logically, it doesn't make any sense. Um, so Marty's like, Hildale, this is bitchin'. And um, Marty, then we get the whole scene with him at the dinner table. Hydrate level four, please. Uh, we're like a couple of kids, you know, even though Jennifer hasn't been home for hours. Uh, and Marty's like, I, I, I just missed that whole thing, which doesn't make any sense. I don't know what he's talking about, but we see the interaction of the three Michael J. Foxes. Um, and then he gets a call from Needles, goes in the other room, gets the call, gets fired from the Jits. You know, how's it hanging, McFly? Another chicken reference. Nobody calls me chicken. Now I'm fired. Oh, no. It really never works out for Marty, ever. Um, people should, you should allow people to call you chicken. So Jennifer, um, Doc shows up at the window. She's like, Doc, what do I do? He goes, push your thumb to the plate. She's like, what plate? And then he's like, oh, he's got to go probably because he hears Jennifer. Then, um, as I said, he gets fired. The faxes come out. Uh, Lorraine sees the fax. He's like, Mom, Mom, they're just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, you know, um, get out of town. Uh, and she's like, then Jennifer runs to the door. Welcome home, Jennifer. The two Jennifer see each other. Uh, one of them passes out. Now, I missed. I, while this is going on, while this is going on, Marty gets distracted by a self-walking dog that's being walked. Uh, uh, Biff jumps in the DeLorean, backs up, and... Um, um, flies away. Nobody notices this. And uh, then Marty's, oh, wait, yeah, yeah. Then Doc runs out. He's like, Marty, help me. Marty runs over So because Jennifer passed out. So they grab the Jennifer stunt woman. Then you see the DeLorean come back. Biff gets out. He's like, Whoa, breaks his cane very easily, breaks his cane, leaves the receipt. They're just really poorly done. Uh, breaks his cane. Gets out. He he's up against the the like leaning up against the car like, Whoa. and they run back with the stunt woman because it's the she's hiding her face. They really toss her into the car. He's like, we need to get out of here. We need to get home. And I'm gonna dismantle this thing. He's like, what are you talking about? What about you know learning about the mysteries of the world? It's far too dangerous. He's like, this is just far too dangerous. I'm gonna get home. He fuels up again. Luckily, because Biff used the fuel for time traveling twice. You may also hear edits, <laughs> just because. It's now that time of night where yawns just start to happen, and I don't want to yawn on this podcast. So that was an edit for a yawn. It's about 9.28 p.m. So, okay, he's refueling the, the DeLorean, and he's like, no, I'm going to have to devote my uh, my life to the other great mystery, women. Uh, this, you know, this is a guy who knocked out a girl because she was asking too many questions. Okay, it was a sleep-inducing algorithm generator, but still, 
not cool, dude. So they get in the car and um, punch in the day to go back. We don't see do- uh, um, we don't see anything else from 2015. We don't see old Biff disappear. That's only in a deleted scene. They get back to 1985. He's like, are we back? We're back. They drop off Janitor. Janitor. I'm not even editing that one out. They drop off Jennifer and um, they bring her to the to her house. He's like, we got to convince her. It's all a dream. He's like, what, what are you talking about? He goes, we just have to convince her. It's all a dream. But bring some smelling salts. And that is when he says, you're the doc, doc. He's like, come on, we got to go. I don't remember bars on these walls. What about the, the jalopy, the, the smashed up truck car right there? Okay, so they, they drive back to Lion Estates. They miss all the graffiti, all the cars burning. Everything that we see, they don't see it at all between Jennifer's house and Marty's house. After Marty leaves, he's in a war zone. Before that, a little graffiti and uh, some wild dogs running around. He drops off Marty. He goes, if you need me, I'll be back in my lab dismantling this thing. He's like, all right. Goes to the, uh, goes to the fence the, to, to open it, the gate. It's locked. He's like, what the hell? Jumps over the fence. Goes into the window, boom! The girl's there. Ah, ah! He's like, "What are you doing, little girl? Help, help! Rape!" And um, then we get her dad come in with the greatest line in the whole movie: "Freeze, sucker!" The way he yells it, I love it. It just it gets me every time. It just brings a big smile to my face. He's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're in the wrong house." He's like, "Damn right, you're in the the wrong house." What are you doing in my daughter's bedroom? So he's smashing around. <clears throat> Marty's uh, freaking. I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! If I made a mistake, you damn right, you made a mistake." Um, he, he, Marty, of course, Marty knows the house, so he knows where the front door is. He runs right out the front door. He's like, "You better run, and you tell those realty agents I ain't selling. We're not going to be terrorized." And he's like, um, "Marty's walking around night. The the like, what the hell's going on here?" He sees some car fires. He sees those classic like uh, chalk outlines of dead bodies where the dead bodies were. And he's like, what the hell? Great music. He comes around a corner. He's like, it's got to be the wrong year. Sees a newspaper. Goes over to the, to the, uh, to the, read, goes over to the porch, reads the newspaper. You hear click, click. So you're the son of a bitch who's been stealing my paper. Mr. Strickland, Mr. Strickland, it's me, Marty McFly, Marty McFly. He's like, who? He goes, don't you remember? You gave me detention. He goes, the school burned down six years ago. I haven't seen you in my life. Um, and he goes, you look like a slacker. He says, yes, yes, I am a slacker. You call me a slacker. He goes, you've got about two minutes to get off my porch or I'm going to shoot you in the nuts or something like that. And then you hear, hey, Strickland. <laughs> big um, big drive-by shooting. Uh, and Marty's like, what the hell's going on here? Strickland gets off with his sawed-off shotgun like friggin' Terminator. He's like, he goes, Slackers. And he starts shooting at them. Marty runs the other way. Sammy Hagar kicks. Boom. I can't drive 55. We get the downtown Hill Valley, also known as Hell Valley. All the craziness, all the the like the dirty, you know, porn shops and 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 just like real seedy, crappy place. Bikers welcome. Um, and then you see Marty wandering around. That's where they cut the whole scene out with his brother. You see Marty come up to Biff's pleasure palace. Um, and Pleasure Paradise, Pleasure Palace. I know there's both, but I don't know which one's which. And he sees, he's like, what is going on here? And that's when he goes up and sees the Biff Tannen Museum and sees the video that goes through how Biff Tannen is the luckiest man. He made, he made his winnings at a, at, a, at a horse track. And I'm just going to let the yawn go that time. That last one I edited, this one, I'm keeping in. I'm on a roll. Um, he... We see the whole thing where how Biff turned his whole, you know, 
his winnings into his into riches, became the richest man in Hill Valley, and you know that that led to him hanging out with a lot of starlets. But it wasn't until 1973 that he fell for the you know for his long love, uh, Lorraine's Bane McFly, and he's like third third time's a charm. Oh, he also legalized gambling. God bless America. Third time's a charm, and he gives her a big wet licorice kiss, and Marty goes ah no, and he backs up into Biff's three cronies, the same three friends from the 55. Like, hold it, hold it. He's like, we can do this the easy way or the hard way because Billy Zane has a southern accent. And he's like, the easy way, but he gets conked on the head. Fade to black. We fade in. And Marty's like, Mom, is that you? Marty, you were out for two hours or something like that. He goes, oh, I had the worst dream. He goes, well, you're safe now on the 27th floor. 27th floor wakes up, sees his mom with big giant boobs. And she's like, she just looks a little haggish. She's got a big giant... um, perm kind of teased hair low-cut dress he's like mom mom is it you he goes yeah well yes it's me marty well you're so you're so big oh marty um um oh did my dog get up this may have happened no she hasn't okay so um he's like you're so big and then you hear yelling in the background she's like oh it's your father it's like my father the Biff opens the door. He's like, what's this little son of a bitch supposed to be in Switzerland? My father. He was supposed to get kicked out of another boarding school. And then um, Lorraine's like, we can afford it. You know, it's the least we could do for our kids. He goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. These kids are your kids, not my kids. Um, you know, these, um, he goes, I should, I should completely cut them off. I should, um, this is when he goes through, I should cut off, uh, wait a minute. No, 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 no. This is different. This is different. Okay, okay. This is my first little conundrum. He, um, oh, oh, oh. He goes, well, my kids, these are your kids. Uh, look at him. He's a butthead like his old man. He goes, you wish you were, you, you're, you're not half the man George McFly was. And that's when he shoves it to the ground. And Marty says, oh, my dog is up. Marty says, you son of a bitch. And, and goes to fight him. And, Mar- and Biff goes up and goes, you want a, you want a piece of me? Punches him in the stomach. Um, and uh, Lorraine's like, that's it. I'm leaving. So go ahead. Go ahead. He goes, but who's going to pay for your booze? Who's going to pay for this? Who's going to pay for your cosmetic surgery? And she's like, you're the one who wanted me to get these, these, these things. You want them. You can have them. He's like, fine, but I'm not only going to cut you off, I'm going to cut your kids off. You wouldn't, because you don't think I will? He goes, your daughter Linda, I'll cancel her credit cards, let her deal with the bank. And your son Dave, I mean your daughter Linda, your son Dave, um, I'll have his probation, probation uh, revoked. And as for Marty, huh, I could have him thrown in jail. I'll have the whole family thrown in jail. With your uncle, with your brother Joey, one big old happy jailbird family, and she's like, "Fine, I'll stay." And so she goes downstairs, and um, he's like, "And you, I'm gonna be back here in an hour, so you better not be." So he leaves. The three crony leaves, and Marty's like, "She's like, he was right, I was wrong." He's like, "You're actually defending him." He's your father. He's, he provides for us, so I have to be, you know, I have to be supportive of him or something like that. He's like, my father. He goes, no, he goes, how did this happen? He's like, what? Um, how did you leave dad for him? Leave, leave, leave your father. What are you, what are you talking about, Marty? Oh, they must have hit you on the head really hard this time. He goes, I just want to know one thing. 
where's my father? Where's George McFly? Oh, honey, George, your father is in the same place he's been for 12 years. Oak Park Cemetery. And with that, I'm going to take a little intermission and take my dog out. Um, I'll be right back. And through the power of editing, I've taken my dog out and I'm back. So he finds out that um, that his father is no longer alive. And he goes to the cemetery. He's like, March 15th? No, no, this can't be March 15th, 1973. And this is one of my biggest regrets of, of, uh, of uh, March McFly 2 is that I, I did not do the George episode on March 15th. I did not show his headstone or anything on the March 15th date. Um, completely the Ides of March and I blew it. Um, that's one of my regrets. And one of the newspapers we see later is March 28th. And I'm like, what have I done? And I thought of it on the 27th and then I forgot on the 28th. Crazy, right? So he's like, no, this can't be, this can't be. He sees, um, George McFly. And for some reason, doc tracked him there. He's like, I'm afraid it is true. Marty. He goes, once I heard about your father, I figured you'd be here. Boom. Then you know what happened to my father. All right. He goes, you know what happened to my father? You know what happened on March 15th? Indeed, I do. They go back to the, um, to the, his garage and he pulls out the newspaper. He goes, when I, um, when I noticed things were wrong, I went to the, uh, library, uh, but it was, it was closed up. So I broke in and stole some newspapers. Um, and it shows what happened to George McFly murdered. Uh, and he's like, I don't get what's going on here. He goes, he goes, um, he goes like, it's like we're in hell. He goes, um, he goes, it's no, 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 it's Hill Valley, but I don't, um, uh, I don't think hell could be much worse. And then he, um, okay. I have to remember this correctly. He says, Oh, Hey, Heine, Heine, he puts Einstein in a bed and then he, um, I think this is when he pulls the chalkboard up. Oh no. He says, um, he says something like, uh, we're in a, you know, temporal, uh, something changed in the past to, to make a temporal blah, blah, blah. But I know Marty says English doc. And he says, um, here, um, he goes, this look at this line as if it's time. Here is the 1985. We know here is the future where we were. Somewhere along the lines, the timeline skewed to this alternate 1985, alternate to you, me, and Einstein, but the normal for everything else. And um, and then that's when he pulls out. He goes, um, and look, look what happened with the time machine. This was in the time machine. He's the top of Biff's cane. And he goes, along with this, the receipt from um, from the sports almanac. He goes, it was in the time machine because Biff was in the time machine. Because um, Marty's like, son of a... He goes, look at this. Shows the newspaper. Um, and uh, um, it shows that... He goes, look in, in the... It shows the Biff one, you know, big at the race. He goes, look at his pocket. It's the almanac. Son of a bitch stole my idea. It's all my fault. It's all my fault. He's like, no. He goes, oh, oh wait. See, I'm getting it wrong because I might have the timing off. But again, I'm trying. He shows, he goes, um, at some point, Biff stole the time machine in 2015. He goes back um, to the past to give himself the almanac. Um, 
And then he says, um, we have to know the precise, the precise date and time where we, exactly when, oh, he goes, no, I'm sorry. He goes, um, I'm, I'm missing something. He says, well, then we just go back to the future and stop him from taking the, the, uh, the time machine. He goes, we can't go back because if we go back to the future from this time, we'll be in the future of this time where Biff, your father is dead. Biff is, is rich and successful. And this happened to me and it shows him uh, committed. And he goes, the only way um, is if we go back to the past, to the, to the time when he got the, t- the almanac and stopped them. We have to know exactly when, where, and when. And he says, I'll ask him. Right? I, I got that pretty much right. Cut over to, we see the Clint Eastwood movie, another foreshadowing of part three. Biff, he's like, bulletproof vest. What a, what, you know, freaking great. The guy's a freaking genius. Um, and uh, Biff's in, in the hot tub with two chippies. Um, party's over, Biff. The TV goes off. Marty throws in the tub. He's like, hey, hey, how'd you get past my security? A nice touch because he obviously flew. Um, he's like, I need to talk to you about something. He's like, money? You can forget it. He's like, no, not money. Gray's Sports Almanac. And Biff has this look like just washes over him. He's like, you heard him, lady. You heard him, ladies. Party's over. All right, keep talking, kid. So now they go into his office. And he's like, I want you to know, I want to know exactly when and where you got it. And Marty's uh, Biff's like, okay, I'll tell you everything for some reason. Don't you think old Biff should have been like, don't tell them anything. Instead, Biff's like, I'll tell you everything in great detail. November 12th, 1955. November 12th, 1955. That's when I went back. That was the um, that was the day of the great lightning storm of Hill Valley. You know, the history, kid. Anyway, um, I was minding my old business. I just got my car waxed. You know, I, I ruined it in a drag race. I thought you crashed into a manure truck. How'd you know that? Because my father told me. Your father? Yeah, before he died. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, there I was minding my own business with this old guy when he was really harassing Lorraine. So the guy comes up and gives this to me. He says, he says he's going to make me rich. So I said, all right. Um, and he shows him the book. He pulls back. Um, he gives me, you know, gives me, it says gives you all the results for the, for the end, end of the century. So I said, okay, cool. And this is when he looks down and sees Biff's Pleasure Palace, takes the, the matchbook. We see, of course, the razor blades for the cocaine. And um, he's like, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, there was one other thing. He told me someday a wild-eyed, sci- a kid or some wild, crazy-eyed scientist uh, could show up and ask me about it. And if that day comes, he told me to kill him. And he takes his gun out, and Marty's like, wait, Biff, there's one other thing now. Remember, Biff is easily distracted. He's like, oh, what? Marty almost kills him with that ridiculously, like, weaponized uh, uh, matchbook holder. He's like, you son of a... Boom, shoots one, misses. Marty jumps up and runs out of the place. Biff comes out. Boom, 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 boom. I think he hits his alarm first so his cronies will come upstairs. Four Four more shots. Nothing. So I, if that's only a six shooter, there's only one shot left. Um, but it doesn't work. He doesn't get Marty. Marty runs out of there. The guys come out of the elevator. They chase him. Marty does a really cool thing where he goes on one side of the staircase, waits, then jumps back to the other staircase, goes up to the roof, but just a little too early. It was just a little too late, I should say, because Biff came out, saw the door closing. Uh, Marty runs to the top of the roof, looks out. He's like, damn it, because he was expecting something that wasn't there. Biff comes up and... Um, He's like, uh, I forget what he says, tough kid. And he's like, um, he goes, uh, what if you don't? What if you don't shoot me or something like that? Um, 
Oh no, he goes, suicide. He goes, jump, kid. Suicide, much, much easier. What if I don't? Lead poisoning. What about the bullet? If uh, the cops are going to uh, match it up with the gun. Uh, kid, I own the cops. Uh, besides, they never matched up the bullet I used to kill your old man. You son of a click, click. He's like, just think about it. Two McFlies with the same gun. Then Marty jumps. And he's like, huh? <laughs> Butthead. And then he sees Marty float up, the DeLorean. He doesn't shoot him. He could have just murdered him right there. But instead he's like, what the hell? He was so shocked. Because he never saw this DeLorean before. This is a different Biff. The door opens, knocks him out. He goes, Doc, you're not going to believe this. We have to go back to 1955. I don't believe this. He goes, that's right, Doc. They get in the car. And now that 1985 is gone. We don't see that anymore. And he goes, uh, it's right, Doc. You're right, Doc. Um, I'm right, Doc. It's 1950. We have to go back to November 12, 1955. I can't believe November 12, 1955. That may be like some sort of, um, maybe that's a temporal junction, time center, blah, 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 like uh, for all of time. Maybe this is like a temporal point, a very important point, or another, another um or it could be just an amazing coincidence. He's like, all right, time circuit's on. And Marty's like, wait, we're not going back now, are we? And I love Doc goes, yep. He just says, yep. Like, he's not even paying attention. He goes, what about Jennifer? What about Aini? Jennifer and I would be fine, which I don't know if that's true. I don't, I don't, I, I was trying to logically wrap my head around this. But he's like, they'll be fine. This, um, if we succeed in the past, uh, this, the, this world will turn back to the night, normal 1985, transforming instantaneously around them. Okay, I'll buy it. Um, he's like, well, what if we don't succeed? We must succeed. Boom. Now we're to the, the third and final time back in 1955. They land right behind the Lion Estates. And Marty's like, oh, Jesus, this is like I was here yesterday. You were here, Marty. You were here. Um, he goes, okay, listen, I'm going to stay here. Um, we need to figure out, you need to find Biff and get that book back. Um, I need you to to give you um oh wait first he says um here's uh, binoculars he calls them binoculars and uh here's a set of walkie-talkies so we can be in contact i'm gonna stay here and work on the time circuits because what i didn't mention is before they went back from 85 to 55 he's like damn thing and it's it showed 1885 on it so there was it, w- it was having some issues um you know probably because all the jumping through time could really do wear and tear on a car He's like, I gotta fix that thing. So he's back at the, you know, he's when they get to fifty-five, he goes, I'm gonna stay here with the car and work on the time circuits. Uh, and therefore there won't be any chance of me running into my uh, other self. Marty's like, Your other self? He goes, Yes. There are now um remember the remember the events from the t- there are now two of me here. Wait a minute. He says, Yes, there are now two of me here, and there are two of you here. Remember the the uh clock tower well that event doesn't happen until tonight so you have to be be um certain not to run into your future self your other self um you have to allow that to happen so he goes let me he goes let me get you some money let me let me give you some money in marty's like because you have to be um you know you have to be ready for all possibilities um get you some 50s clothes uh he goes something is conspicuous then boom, we cut over and it's daytime because it was like the sun was rising. I guess they were in the dark, and Marty is in a leather jacket and like a fedora. He's like, "Come in, doc. Come in, doc. We're, I'm outside. It looks like an old lady lives here. This is supposed to be the address, but I'm outside. No ladies here. And I don't know where Marty went to buy these clothes this early. Think about it. Where? The, what 24-hour store in 1955? I don't know. I'm, um, 
I'm confused. Um, it came, maybe he had to wait, wait around for hours. What the hell was he doing all that time? Anyway. Oh. Nope. I, I edited through one yawn. I refuse to do it anymore. Um, so uh, we see Biff come out yelling at his grandma. He's like, oh, um, he's listening. We see Biff being a bully to the kids. Go get it. Throws the ball up there. And they run off. And Marty's like, oh, wait, Doc. It is it is Biff's house. I'll tail him. I'm on him. So uh, Mr. Sandman, we see the downtown Hill Valley. Uh, Marty, I mean, Biff knocks a hat off a kid's head. Marty's skulking around. No one notices this kid in, a, in a sunglasses, a fedora, and a leather jacket skulking around. No one notices one. Okay, now I'm yawning way too much. No, 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 no one notices it once. And he sees the car, and then Biff is talking to Terry about, um, you know, 300 bucks. He goes, it was filled with manure. No, he goes, that's bullshit. He goes, it was horse shit. It was, you know, old man Jones horse shit. He goes, oh, old man Jones probably sold the manure back to him. He goes, you want to take it up with old man Jones? Take him, call him. So they go inside for a second, and we see old Biff hiding behind a tree. He's like, the manure truck. I remember that. But now he turns around for some reason looking away. Marty jumps in the back of the car, covers himself. Young Biff comes out of the car, of the uh, auto shop, with some cans of oil that they gave him, throws him in the car, knock, you know, hitting, um, knocking into, uh, on Marty's belly. And then he hears something, he looks over and he sees Lorraine with her best friend Bev. Is it Bev or Babs? I forget. Uh, and she's coming out of a dress shop with her dress, the dress she wore to the Enchantment Under the Sea Dance. And of course, the story goes, they didn't have the dresses from the original movie and um, Leah Thompson kept one of the dresses. So she had the dress and she brought it back for the sequel. That was her dress. So Biff throws the oil in the car. He hears them. He kind of, he's like, ooh, he gets himself all kind of dolled up. Well, looky what we have here. Then he peeps on her dress like a real perv. She's like, what do you want, Biff? He goes, hey, I just wanted to give you the opportunity of going with the night, the coolest, the, the best looking guy in school to the dance tonight. And she's like, I already have a date. Because who, that bug George McFly? I'm going with Calvin Klein. Oh, I can't stop yawning. I, I, who cares? I, um, he goes, that Calvin Klein, all right? He goes, no, it's not all right. He goes, when are you going to get it through your head? You're my girl. And he gets really rough with her. She's like, oh, um, Biff Tan, I would be your girl for a million dollars. Kicks him in the leg. Oh, he goes, it's about as cool as a screen door on a, on a uh, battleship. He's, and then you hear Marty go, screen door on a submarine, you idiot. Now, meanwhile, he's watching. Yeah, old Biff doesn't notice anyone in the back of the car. No one sees this happening. He's just standing there. Um, and they, at some point, old Biff gets in the car. Luckily, Marty, I mean, he doesn't see Marty. I don't know how. So she kicks uh, Lorraine, um, Biff, and says, I want to marry you for a million dollars. Runs off, and she's like, yes, you will. We're meant to be, Lorraine. You and me, we're going to be married. And then looks over, and he's like, uh, you want to get her? Biff, you want to get a tannin? Get the hell out of my car, old man. You want to get her? I could, I could make sure it happens. Oh, what are you, Miss Lonely Outs? Get in the car. He goes, how'd you know how to start that? He goes, get in the car. I kept saying it. So next thing you know, they drive back to the house. The um, This is where the rearview mirror disappears, and we get the scene of old Biff talking to young Biff about the sports almanac. Oh, my God. And, um. Luckily, he turns on the the sports almanac. He turns on the the radio right at the time where the field goal is going to be kicked, and it makes it seem like oh they're going to lose. 
sorry, they said they're going to lose, but it was just a field goal. It's not that big of a deal. So um, Biff convinces everything for, you know, for the rest of the century. Uh, just make the bets, and you, you can't lose. He's like, all right, I'll look at it. And um, he's like, uh, he throws in the back. He goes, you fool. He goes, never leave this out of your safe. He goes, do you have a safe? No, you don't have a safe. Go and get a safe. Marty's listening to all this. They get out of the car. They start to leave. They, they close the garage. He goes, and another thing, someday an old, an old, a young kid or an old man may come and then we fade away. And that's the talk that uh, 80s Biff was talking about earlier. Marty, oh my God. Marty goes to um, get out of the garage, but the garage is locked. So he calls, the, he calls over to Doc. He's like, Doc, Doc. Um, he's like, what is it? He goes, I'm locked in the, in the garage. I need, Biff locked me in his garage. Uh, I need to get out. He goes, I can't risk bringing the, the time machine out. I'll figure out a way. So I don't know if he goes and buys a bike or steals a bike. But the next shot is nighttime now. Uh, the, so wait a minute. That was early in the morning. Now it's nighttime. Marty was just in that garage all day going, huh, I blew it. Um, so Biff comes out. Where are you going, Biff? I'm going to the dance, Grandma. Don't leave the light on. Of course, he leaves the light on in the garage. Um, Marty jumps back in the car, hides, and they drive off. As they drive off, Marty, um, Doc drives right by them on a bicycle, goes to the garage, and he's like, uh, what the hell? Doesn't see him. He's like, Marty, Marty, come in. Doc, Doc, come in. Um, and right when... So when Marty's now, for some reason, Doc is already downtown. Um, and they're trying to connect to each other. And Mama loves Mambo. You hear that? And Marty starts to talk to Doc. They go into a tunnel. And then Doc's like, great Scott. And he sees the DeLorean. He's like, oh, my goodness. Um, uh, and then it comes. they come out of the tunnel. And um, Marty's like, Doc, Doc, come in. He's like, Marty. Um, he goes, I'm in, I'm in Biff's car. We're headed to the dance. Um, he goes, I'll grab it when we get there. He goes, you have to be careful. You don't run into your other self. Marty goes, my other self? Yes. You're at, they're, they're, you're at the dance. Um, right, right. Oh, this is heavy. And he's like, oh. And then he's like, all right, I'll talk to you later. And then you excuse me, sir. And Doc turns around and sees the younger Doc version of him, right? He is the younger version. Even though this one had a, um, added 30 to 40 years to his life, they're kind of similar in age now because of the rejuvenation. Um, if you give me a um, five-eighths ranch, he goes, five-eighths? Don't you mean three-quarters? Well, yes, I do. He goes, uh, I, so I assume you're conducting some sort of weather experiment. This is when the two docs are there and they don't even, they don't even, they don't look at each other. The other doc doesn't look at the, the 80s doc. He's like, well, yes, how did you know? He goes, oh, I seem to have, I have some experience in this. Well, the weatherman says it's supposed to be a storm, but I don't know. I, oh, there'll definitely be a storm, wind, rain, It'll be one hell of a storm. He goes, oh, well, great. He goes, well, uh, maybe we could talk to each other in the future sometime. Maybe we'll run into each other in the future. Or the past. And then he leaves, and um, the other doc, Marty's like, the other doc's like, huh. Now, okay, we get to the dance. This is me thinking, because I... So we, we're in the dance now. Uh, Biff... Parks, I guess, right up, right up alongside the dance. Um, he waits. Marty, he leaves the, the book there for a second. Marty goes to grab it. He grabs the book, goes into the dance. Um, I forget if he calls back to Doc. I, I think he tries to call the Doc. 
but he doesn't get through right away, I believe. But I know he's he's kind of skulking behind Biff. He sees his dad. He goes in the binoculars, sees his dad. And then um, he's he's using his binoculars. No one notices this creepy guy with binoculars in the dance. Um, he's looking at Biff, reading ooh la la. He's got the, the almanac in his back pocket. His friends are spiking the punch. He, he sees Strickland, notice them. So they go to leave. Um, they go around the... Um, I'm trying to think what Doc is doing this time. I don't think we... I think Doc just goes back to the car. We don't see Doc again for a little while. So Marty um, goes and follows them outside. And he's like, I'm reading. And he, he tells them, he goes, where's that Calvin Klein? He goes, I don't know. Well, go find him. And he, he smashes a bottle. They walk off. Marty sneaks up behind him, jumps over in the most amazing stunt ever, jumps over onto the steps, and he's reading a book. And Marty goes to reach it, and um, all of a sudden, Strickland comes out. He's like, Mr. Tannen. Oh, Mr. Strickland. Hi. He goes, is that alcohol I smell? He goes, I wouldn't know. I'm too, I don't know what alcohol, I'm too young to drink, so I don't know what alcohol smells like. And he grabs the book from him and says, interesting sports statistics, interesting reading material. Uh, homework? He goes, well, no, because uh, I ain't at home. Yeah, you got a real attitude problem. You're a slacker. One of the days you're going to end up in, in detention. And Marty couldn't reach the book. Strickland goes off with the book and Biff leaves. Now, Biff not freaking out should be the first clue that he doesn't have the, that Strickland doesn't have the book. But now we follow Marty into Strickland's office. I believe, um, does it say S.S. Strickland was his name? He follows him into the office. Strickland pulls himself a little nightcap. Um, I don't think he flips through the book at all. I don't think. Maybe he did a little, but I don't think he does. He leaves on his desk. He looks out the window. And Marty tries to sneak under and grab it. The door slams. Marty hides under his desk. He goes back. Strickland's looking out the window. Marty reaches over to try to grab it. Strickland backs up, smashes his hand. And then um, Marty's trying not to scream. Strickland finally goes back outside. He, had to, he, he just needed a drink. The kids were stressing him out, so he took a drink. Then he left throwing the book into the basket. Marty's like, yes. Um, then he goes out. He goes to grab the basket. He opens it up. He's like, ooh la la, ooh la la. It's just the dust cover. Uh, Mar- Biff switched the books because he didn't want to lose the... He didn't want them to find out he had a porno book. Um, but Strickland found out anyway. So uh, ooh la la, ooh la la. All of a sudden he's like, Marty, Biff, um, I didn't get it. And he's talking to Marty on the phone. He's like, well, where is it? He goes, I don't know. He could be anywhere. You got to find him. And then while that's going on, you you hear in the background through the glass, hey, you get your damn hands off her. He looks outside. He's like, of course. My old man's about to knock out Biff. I, he goes, I got to get there quickly. So he goes outside, sees, sees fake George punch Marty. Yes. Uh, are you okay? Uh, then they walk off and everyone's crowding around Biff. He goes, um, it's okay. It's okay, everybody. It's okay. It's okay. I know CPR. I know CPR. What's CPR? Then Biff goes, you. Marty punches him right in the face, takes the, the sports almanac, runs off. He goes, um, did he, he steal your wallet? I think he stole your wallet. Marty goes into the um, into the school. No, wait a minute. Marty walks around the school, runs into Biff's three friends. He's like, hey. There he is. Um, um, 
knocks he's in disguise he's like hey guys look out knocks them over and then runs the other way they chase him into the into the into the um dance he hides under a table they see him um marty actually gets well he sees the moment of earth angel of his parents kiss for the first time um and he sees him starting to play Johnny Be Good, and I love the little moment where he judge, he's looking at it like, hmm, that's nice. But actually, that's later. So he hides, he hides under the table. The three kids come in, and um, they're like, he, how'd he get on stage, and how'd he change his clothes so fast? So um, he calls back. He comes out. He sees them up on stage about to get at him, at the, the Marty on stage, and he's like, Doc, Doc. I got the book, but the kids, they're about to jump. Me. He's like, well, then get out of there. He goes, no, not me. The me on stage doing uh, doing the Marty Mc, the um, Marty McFly, doing the Johnny B. Good. He goes, oh, no, you have to stop them. Otherwise, that version that, that one will never get back in time. We'll have a major paradox. I mean, one of those paradox things, something like that. He goes, yes, you got to stop them. So, and I think at this time, we see him taking off with the DeLorean, and that's when he hits, like, part of that, that the the banner the rope with all the uh pennants on them the little banners he takes off and at this point um i think this is the moment where biff wakes up and goes where is he where who calvin klein the guy with that oh he went that way i think he took your wallet i think he took his wallet and biff runs in in now marty then we show marty um seeing the three the two the three thugs he this is when he climbs up onto the the, the stage rigging goes across the lighting and drops the sandbags on those kids who knows causing brain damage i mean but they look like they were going to beat him up so they're knocked out we see the whole thing of you know maybe this is um you guys aren't ready for this yet but your kids are going to love it marty uses the rope to bring the sandbags up then drops them all, again on his head he leaves and marty jr looks to, the 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 original marty looks at the three guys like huh um, marty runs out the door and he's scot-free. He could leave, but the guy doesn't go. Instead, he looks back because we see the other Mar- the original Marty come out. He's like, Lorraine, oh, Marty, that was very interesting music. And the whole thing where I get a feeling about you too. I've got a feeling too. And Marty, thank you. That was confident George McFly. Now Marty is peeking in like, oh, I want to see this because I'm a peeping Tom, just like my old man. And then um, while this is happening, Biff shows up and goes, all right, you, 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 you bug. He goes, you and me, right now. You want to go? And then Marty goes, no thanks. Again, he could have left without being a peeping Tom. He could have left with Biff um, and just gone. Instead, he's like, what's the matter? You chicken? Stupid Marty's like, "Uh, nobody calls me. Bam, the door opens, smashes him in the face. The other Marty leaves. um, And then it happened so fast that I guess Biff didn't even notice the other guy was, you know, the other Marty. And he's like, what the hell? You steal from me? Kicks him in the stomach. And this is for my car. Kicks him in the stomach again. Leaves. Marty's like, oh. Um, I completely, two things I forgot. Number one, before Marty jumps over the step to try to steal the um, to steal the book, he um, notices a car pull up with Marty, the other Marty and Lorraine show up. And number two, when he goes to... Um, follow Strickland at the office he has to hide so that the other Marty doesn't see him and he overhears her being like when I'm um, you know when I'm a um, 
when I'm a kid, when I'm a parent, I'm going to let my kids do whatever they want. He's like, I'd like to have that in writing. Me too. Okay. Boom. Flash forward to where we were. Okay. Boom. Um, he kicks Marty. This is for my car. And then Biff drives off and he's like, Doc, Doc. He runs up to the top of this, jumps on the roof because that's where Doc was meeting him. I blew it. Biff, Biff got the jump on me. He stole the almanac. Which way was he headed? Um, and I forget what he says. Over to the river or something. He's like, all right, cut, get in. So they fly after him. They chase after, they get, they find him. And he's like, um, he says, uh, let's land on him. Cripple his car. He's like, Marty, he's in a 46 Ford. We're in a DeLorean. He'll, he'll cut through us like we're tinfoil. He goes, what do we do? I have a plan. And my plan is you're going to do everything as I pull up behind him. So he pulls the car up right, by, right behind the Ford. Now, at this point, um, Biff has the rearview mirror again. I feel like it even jumps around here, but he never uses it. There's a flying car right behind him. He doesn't, he actually, at one point he kind of turns around, but he never looks in the mirror. Marty gets out with the hoverboard and starts floating. And this is some cool looking effects because I'm trying to think if, is Marty, if, if Michael J. Fox is hanging there, is he just lifting his legs to make, cause you, ha- it, it looks like there is like, you know, you know, when magnets, you can't touch them. Like there's a force holding it up. Like, it looks like it's well done. Like, is there, or there, is there a rope? Is there a, a string on the hoverboard too, supporting his weight? Cause it looks like his weight is supported on the hoverboards, which just, it has to be. Um, so he, he goes up behind the, the car and Biff's like, huh, huh. And then Biff hears uh, the weather and then the sports, and he starts looking up while driving. He's like, son of a bitch. He realizes that the, the, the almanac's correct. Um, he puts it down. Marty opens the door, goes to reach for the almanac while he's on the hoverboard. The car is moving, and Biff's like, you, you again? And then the, this big fight ensues where they're, um, they're tussling. Marty's holding on to the back of the car. Um, trying to grab the DeLorean, trying to grab the almanac. He doesn't get it. The almanac ends up thro- being thrown on the roof, the, the windshield of the car. Marty almost gets smashed into a tunnel, but he jumps behind it. He's like, that'll teach him, even though Biff just totally totaled his car. Um, and then um, he looks in his rearview mirror and realizes Marty's still there. Elbows him once, elbows him twice. A truck comes almost gets Marty. Marty uses the, the, the power of the hoverboard up against the wall, then does a flippity flip over the over the Ford, grabs the the um, the almanac, lands on the other side, is like, I did it. And he looks at Biff all the way at the other side, turns Biff turns his car around. Marty's like, huh. Then he looks and he realizes how much tunnel he has to get through. So he starts going. He starts pedaling. He starts going as fast as he can. Biff never catches up to him. The car's racing, but for some reason, Marty is faster. Never gets up to him. I would have been, this is the scene where I thought he would have, he could have ran through the car. I don't know exactly how it would work, but um, he's about to reach him. He's about to get to Marty, tracing him down to drive him down and murder this child. And at the last second, the rope that Biff, that, um, that Doc had hanging from the Dolan swings down. Marty grabs it and goes, ah, ha, ha, ha. And uh, he and then Biff, I mean Doc, flies him to safety. Now, Jay brought up a good point the other day. Uh, Biff saw this. Now, for me, thinking about this today, this definitely changes something. To me, I would think Biff would think these are space aliens. He thinks these are space aliens. He's going to think Calvin Klein was a space alien. He's going to talk to um, to the um, old man Peabody over at Lone Farm. Lone Pine Farms, 
he's talking about a space alien and they then together they draw what the spaceship looks like oh my god i saw the space alien too and now in 1985 um biff should be a giant alien conspiracy like i had a close encounter i saw the ship all these things that would be i mean i know i'm going on a tangent but i had one chance to do it this is the last chance and i only thought of this today because jay pointed out hey uh biff saw that doesn't that change something and to me that's what i think it would change i think he would be this giant alien conspiracy nut um he wouldn't be right about aliens but he definitely did see what he saw instead biff looks up and then he looks ahead. He's like, shit, smashes into the manure truck. Manure just covered in feces all over him. Marty's like, yeah. And then Biff's like, manure, I hate manure. Boom. I believe that's the last time. Is that the last time we ever see Biff? Do we get Biff in part three at all? I know we get, we get uh, Buford Mandong Tannen. But I wonder if we see Biff again. I don't remember. Maybe at the end, end, end. I don't know. I feel like it's been so long since I've been seeing part three. I wonder if we ever see Biff again. And I don't want to know the answer until next year. Anyway, movie's not over. Um, so they they fly back over to, um, to uh, the Lion Estates. And he's like, I got it. He goes, great, burn it. He goes, I can't. He goes, everything good, Doc? Yes. He goes, but I can't. It, the weather's not good for a landing here. I'm going to swim back around. I'll be right back. He's like, all right. He goes, take the, take the almanac and burn it. So he puts it in a basket. He goes to burn it. And I always thought he said, like, bye-bye, riches. But I think I'm taking a line from the Goonies and throwing it in there. So he lights the almanac on fire. One of my favorite effects is the, the hoverboard just kind of sitting there, shaking in the wind. It just, because it's there, they, they must have it on some sort of little thing. It just looked awesome. Uh, so the, um, the hoverboard's there, uh, and he burns it, and he looks at the, um, he looks at the, uh, the matchbook, and he says, Biff's auto detailing. He's like, wait a second. Takes out the newspaper, and instead of George McFly murdered, it says George, George McFly honored. He's like, Doc. Doc, it worked. We did it. And um, um, Doc's like, um, mission accomplished. He looks at the newspaper and it says, Emmett Brown, not committed, Emmett Brown commended. And so then he says, um, I forget what happens. He goes, let's go back low. Let's get back to 1980. Lightning strikes. And that Marty was saying that. And... He goes, Doc, you okay? Yes, that was a close one. I almost bought the farm there. Good, Doc, because you don't want to get struck by lightning. Lightning strikes. The DeLorean disappears. Two nines, which I just think are supposed to be the, I guess, the the fire from the wheels. Now, my question is, I've always wondered, how did that happen? The car was not going 88 miles per hour. So how did that happen? I think maybe the lightning, a direct hit of lightning was just too much for the time circuits. Um, plus, well, see, it didn't need the lightning because it has the um, it has the Mr. Fusion. So maybe the Mr. Fusion with the lightning, um, plus the time circuits being on, plus there being an issue with the time circuits, caused it. 
I don't know. But he wasn't going 88, so I'm not sure. Anyway, disappears. And I love this because um, you're like, what the hell just happened? And he says, Doc, come in, Doc, come in. Come in, Doc, come in. And then the rope just falls to the ground. He's gone. The Doc is gone. No. Doc is gone. He's really gone. The rain starts falling. Marty's just like helpless. And then out of nowhere, these headlights are behind him. Marty turns around and this car just stops. And you see this really like intimidating silhouette of this hat. And then this figure gets out of the car. Um, are you Marty McFly? Huh? Is your name Marty McFly? Yeah. Well, I've got something for you. A letter. For me, that's impossible. He says, um, he goes, we were given specific instructions to um, bring this letter. He goes, oh, wait a minute. Um, that's impossible. He goes, maybe you could shed some light on the situation. See, we've had this letter in our hands for the past 70 years. And uh, did you say 70 years? Is that what he said? Yeah, I think. And he said, um, yeah, 70 years, uh, five days, three days, three minutes to be exact. He's maybe he could shed some light on this. Um, we were give, we were told to give this specific, I'm sure I'm getting it backwards to bring, um, to give the specific letter, the specific time, the specific place to a man matching your description. Um, sign here, please. He goes, um, Oh yeah, 70 years. Uh, um, a lot of the people in the office uh, were betting that it wouldn't happen. I guess I lost. Ha ha ha. Um, that you wouldn't be here. Sign here, please. And then he opens it up and it says, um, uh, it's from the dark. You know, it says, Dear Marty, um, it's, it's, oh my God, I, I'm 31 times. He says, it's from the dark, Dear Marty. I've been, you know, if, if my calculations are correct, the last thing you saw was um, the, the um, DeLorean being struck by lightning. Um, rest assured that I've been living these past seven months in 1885. 1885! He goes, huh? 1885. Um, the doc's alive. What, what kid? He goes, the doc's alive. He's in the Old West, but he's alive. Hey, kid, what does that mean? He goes, do you need help? And then Marty looks at him. He goes, there's only one man who can help me. And it is the perfect cut to Doc, 1955 Doc, with this like panicked look on his face, trying to, you know, to rig together the, his experiment because he knows he has an exact moment for the lightning to strike, loops the wire, fl um, flies down with the, with the wire, connects the, the wire together. I said wire a lot. And then boom, the original DeLorean goes back in time and Biff's, uh, Biff, Doc's like, Yes. Then he goes, na, na, na. yes, ha, 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 and he's ready to leave. And then dun, 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 you see the R Marty from back part two come around the corner. He's like, Doc, Doc, Doc. Marty's, and Doc's like, huh, what? Oh, he gets all scared and panicked. He's like, what, what? He goes, it's me, it's me, it's Marty. He goes, I, can't, I sent you back in time. He goes, I know. He goes, I sent you back to the future. He goes, I know, but I'm back. I know you sent me back to the future, but I'm back. I'm back from the future. And they stare at each other. And then Doc goes, great Scott. 
And then he passes out in the middle of the road. And Doc's like, Doc. And, and Marty's like, Doc, Doc, come on. Doc, Doc. Oh, geez. And um, the, the movie fade, the camera fades back as Marty is trying to wake up Doc, who just passed out. And the words come up on the screen to be concluded. And then we fade to black. And that is the end of Back to the Future Part 2. Way back in 1985, a film was made, and fans around the world gave it an A-plus grade. The movie made a ton of money, surefire hit, so the studio decided a sequel screenplay. It takes you to the future, then back to the past, but I'm sorry, cause it's just not as good as the last. Part 2, back to the future, 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 part 2. Just wasn't as good. This has been Marchy McFly to my 31 day long celebration of Back to the Future 2. I watched Back to the Future 2 every single day in March. And with this, I've talked about Back to the Future 2 every single day in March. I want to thank everyone who's retweeted. Everyone who's liked the tweets, liked the Instagrams, but I didn't do this alone. I also want to give a shout out to my friend Eric and my friend Jay for both joining me on an episode, uh, and I hope we do it again next year because, as I'm sure you are aware, this is only part two of a trilogy. That's right, as if I haven't been uh, hinting to it enough, I'm here to officially announce March 2023. God willing, I'll be back for Marchy McFly 3. Going back into the Old West, much like Part 3 came right after a year after Part 2, I'm following that uh, by doing Part 3 a year after Part 2. I'm not filming them back-to-back, my goodness gracious. I, if I recorded those back-to-back, um, then uh, my next uh, podcast would be, Hi, my name is Mike, and uh, I'd like you to meet my divorce lawyer. I'm just kidding. There's no way my wife would. If she didn't leave me now, she's never leaving. Because, uh, I mean, my goodness gracious, um, this has been a major part of these last two marches in my life. So um, that's it. I can't wait to, to, to watch part three next year. I, I'm sure I missed a lot of things in part two, but it's too late. The month is over. In, a, in 90 minutes from now, in my life, it's April 1st. And um, Marchy McFly is officially uh, done. But for me... It's ending right now. But for you, ladies and gentlemen, you can, it can live on. I'm listening to this music in the background. It's making me feel dramatic. It can live on forever. So you can go back and you can listen to these 
anytime you want. They're always free and always available at fansnotexperts.com. See what I did there? That's right. And you can also follow that website on Facebook at Fans Not Experts. Um, yeah. And you know what else? You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Geek Mentality. I did that backwards. And I almost mentioned uh, Facebook and the website again because that's what I've been doing all month long. So I remember at the beginning of uh, maybe March 5th or 6th, I thought, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, what have I done? How am I ever going to get through this? And then towards the end, you're like, oh, my goodness, I only have a couple days left. I want to fit this. I want to fit that. And I want to make sure uh, I have this, that. that. I want to mention these things. And um, I'm sure I forgot things. I'm sure I didn't. I missed things. I didn't do as many skits as I did last year. But, hey, you know, every Marchie McFly is its own adventure, right? Thank you. This is by far the longest episode I've done this season. But... Um, when you tell the story of your movie, you want to make sure you get it as right as possible. Was I 100% correct? No. Did I jump around a little to, to go back and, and fit in things that I forgot? Yes. Did I get things out of order? I'm sure I did. Do I care? No, I don't. I had a blast dissecting this movie. Um, and I can't wait. I can't wait to do it again until uh, next year. But... It doesn't mean geek mentality is going away for a whole year. Um, in June, of course, we will be having my year nine of movie month, 30 movies in 30 days, uh, 30 podcasts, but they're all different movies. So it's a little, a little different than this. And of course, in um, December, we will be having sitcom All Ye Faithful Part 2. August 1st, there'll be a new Joggist episode. And I'm sure I'll be... Oh my goodness, you hear that burp? I'm sure I'll be, I'm not editing it, I don't care. I'm sure I'll be fitting in some Batman. I haven't seen the new Batman yet. Fitting in some Superman movie stuff. And of course, uh, anything else I do, everything else I do, you can find online at fansnotexperts.com. That's it. I'm done. Not until tomorrow, but until next time, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing. Thank you so much for loving Back to the Future as much as I do. Even when the movies aren't as good as the original, who cares? It's a, it's just, it was been one head of a ride. And um, I was going to say I couldn't do it without you, but, you know, there's a good chance I still could have based on the, the listenership. But for those of you who did listen, my, um, you know, I, say, I always say thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. But my utmost appreciation. I mean it at the bottom of my heart. Now, I don't know where you are. You could be on the bus. You could be at home. You could be out jogging. Um, you could be doing taxes. Whatever you're doing right now, I want you to stop. I want you to stand up. And I want you to say this with me. You know what I'm going to say, okay? For one last time in March 2022, here is my theme song this is my podcast i made it geek mentality is what i named it and i think you should listen and subscribe because i'm kind of funny and awesome i think that i'm worth your time and i'm kind of handsome my mom says please listen and please subscribe at least listen to this episode. Fans not experts.